Hello, everyone, and welcome to another day trip. I know it's been a little while, but I have been so busy with work and life. Uh, so I just thought I'd come on here. I had a topic that I wanted to talk about really quick. It's basically about the power of the brain. And I know that if you've followed any of the stuff that we've talked before about manifesting and how you need to talk to your brain and convince your brain to do certain things uh, and how important it is when you're trying to live a positive life. Well, I just wanted to come on here and uh, talk just a little bit about the importance of not focusing on so many negative things. I've noticed a lot of people who just always are looking for the negative about everything. I literally rarely ever hear them say something positive. It's always too much of this. I can't believe they did this. This person over here did this. It's never about, did you hear about the good thing? I see something good in this. So here is an example of um, living a positive life and trying to help other people and filtering through how I teach to do a positive life. And here's an actual, there's two situations. I don't know if I'll get to both of them, but the first situation is we went to a local brewery in Topeka for dinner. Now, mind you, it was about 7.30 at night, so it's later on in the evening, and we get there, and they seat us in the bar, not the restaurant area, which is fine. We order a beer, and uh, the first beer that um, Ron gets is supposed to be an orange smoky beer. And basically, it was just like eating smoke, like liquid smoke. It just was not good. And so I was like, well, just tell the waiter. And he said, okay. And so that wasn't a problem. The waiter brought him over another beer. But... The Friday, Saturday night special is prime rib. And Ron thought, ooh, prime rib sounds good. And he said it out loud. The waiter comes by and says, I'm sorry, sir, like we're out of prime rib, which happens because a restaurant only cooks so much food and barbecue places, once it's gone, it's gone. You can't just pop it on the smoker and have it out in 20 minutes. It's gone. You have to, you have to uh, think, you have to, Estimate how much you're going to make and try to have as least amount of spoilage as possible. So that was fine. So we place our order and Ron orders brisket, jokingly says, you're not out of brisket, are you? And the young server says, no. And he walks away. About, I don't know, five or six minutes later, he comes walking over and I could tell right there that he was going to give us some bad news. And he walks over and he says to Ron, um, we're out of brisket. Now we're going to stop the story there. There are two different ways that this could have been handled. All right. So we're going to go. What I seem to see is the normal approach in today's world of how this would have been handled. The customer would have been irate because they weren't getting their, the, the item that they wanted. They would have made an, a, a snide comment they would have been like, you know, like everything is gone. Um, they would have, you know, reluctantly looked back at the menu and figured something else out. 
Um, and then would have left the restaurant after having a horrible meal because now nothing's going to be going good for them. They're not going to like the service. They're not going to like, it was going to be too cold. They're going to run home. They're going to go to social media. They're going to go to one of those stupid, we have like a Topeka experience page where like everyone believes that they like, we just need to trash businesses. Um, which I just don't believe in that. I don't believe in putting things on a local page because nobody on there understands. Anyway, anyway, that is what I believe is like the norm today. What I believe is the norm. And you know what? That's the easiest way to do it. The easiest way is to get mad, throw your stupid little fit, be disrespectful to the server who literally showed up to serve you. You can't eat at home. You can, you know, do your own food. Showed up to serve you. He does not control the meat. He does not control the taste of the beer. All he does is brings, takes orders and brings things to your table. That's it. But let me tell you how our night went. Our night went by Ron kind of joking around. The kid was so uncomfortable and he referred, he said, why don't you, he goes, you could get the burnt ends. It's kind of the same thing. Ron said, not a problem. That'll work. And you know what? We had a wonderful dinner period over. And I'm telling you that I did not put anything negative about that experience. I'm using it as a tool for people to think next time when you're faced a situation, you stop and you think and you take it in and you ask yourself, is this worth ruining my night? Is this worth getting upset about? Is this something that should affect me negatively? And if it is, more power to you. But if you are at a restaurant and they're out of something, just pick something else. I am so sorry. It's kind of like um, you how your mom, I know my mom used to cook you know, a meal at night for dinner. And if I didn't feel like spaghetti and spaghetti was what's on the table, guess what I had for dinner? I had spaghetti. So we've got to get back into understanding and and thinking before we open our sassy ass little mouth and then go home and think that everybody needs to know about how they ran out of something and then I tried to order something out and then they ran out and then speculation when in reality if you had any clue about how restaurants work which I do because we've owned one since 2002 and I work with multiple restaurants in my business that that is a good thing. At 7.30, 8 o'clock, if they have just ran out of the meat and they close in an hour or so, it is my problem, which is what I told Ron. I'm like, we are here late. Like, they're not going to just keep the special going. It's it's an all-day special. So they ran out. They did a good job. All right? If they keep running out, maybe they'll add a little bit more later on. But reality is, is we need to keep the cost down at the business. So guess what you can do? Go to the menu and of the 80 other things on there, find something else to eat for that day. And if you want the prime rib or the special, go earlier next time. So that was that situation. The next situation was my friend Frankie and I were at the casino. I hate eating at the casino. And I'm going to do an entire podcast about the, how the demise of Hollywood Casino after COVID. But 
They make you, you can only go to two places to eat now. Both of them, the, the, the food is subpar. It's, and you have to stop and you have to sit and you have to be waited on. And I, we, yeah. So I guess they have three places, but the steakhouse really doesn't count when a steak is like $75. I'm not going to the casino to give them. I'm, yeah, I'm not doing that. So we go upstairs, we go and we order our appetizer and our waitress, when she first walks over, she just looks so frazzled. She just looks exhausted. Mind you, this is about 630 at night and she, you can tell. And my friend Frankie, she has a little bit harder time when it comes to service and stuff because she too, as everyone, if you've known her, she too is very particular on what she wants. I've worked with her on helping her, you know, kind of recycle things through, um, and think before she, you know, before she says something. So sometimes people read people. I read people very well. This young girl, um, takes our order and then comes back, takes our food order and we eat our appetizer and then we're just talking, having a good time. Well, then some girl comes over and drops off our food and just walks away. She's like, here's the chicken sandwich. Here's your stuff and walks away. She doesn't even ask like, do you need anything else? Well, of course, Frankie needs barbecue sauce for her fry. She forgot to order it when she ordered the food. Nobody comes. Nobody comes. We're eating our food. Nobody comes. There's literally not a wait waitress or waiter, wait staff on the floor for about six or seven minutes. There was one girl that kept, I guess there was one girl that kept running around, but she was doing the don't make eye contact with anybody routine, which as servers people, disrespectful. You can always look at someone if they call you over, say, I will get right to you. I'll be right back. But that's not the problem. The problem was that Frankie has no beverage. It's gone. Our waitress is gone. And we have no clue what's going on. Eventually, she does come back up to the table. She goes over to another table and says, she's in a rush. And she was like, is everything okay? And she was, I'm sorry, I just had to, do, I had to go to the bathroom. And then she comes over to our table and she's like, it's, do you have everything? And, and I said, well, she didn't, she needs to get some barbecue sauce for her fries. And, uh, and she goes, and it'd be nice if I had some, a beverage. And the girl goes, oh, okay. And then she kind of runs off and she said, as she's walking by, she's like, I'm sorry, I had to go to the bathroom. And she kind of had an attitude like her bathroom was more important as a customer. And Frankie just said, I didn't need to know that. Like, we don't need to know that, that that's not part of, that's not part of what a customer needs to hear. That's just trying to justify the lack of service, but it gets better. So she comes back over. Frankie goes up to the bar because she never gets the beverage. Frankie goes up to the bar, fills up the pop, comes back. The girl comes over finally with the pop because she probably had to do 10 different things. She apologizes. She doesn't have the barbecue sauce. Frankie was like, no. And I thought, oh, no, I don't know where Frankie's going with this. And the girl looked like she was about to cry, like she was in tears. And Frankie says to her, you know, this isn't your fault, right? He, and points over at the quote hostess, he could have helped you with your tables. He could have kept things filled because it's not like it's not like he's he's just a hostess. Like he could do it and comes to find out he's the boss. He's the boss. And him cleaning down tables for nobody that was in line to eat was way more important in his mind, evidently, than him coming around and checking on us and making sure we had our sauces and making sure and watching her tables while she ran to go the bathroom. 
And so we basically told her, this is not your fault. She told me that she told, then she starts telling us about how she came in early and they have been packed the entire time with two servers for 15 tables. Now that doesn't sound like a lot, but that is a lot, especially when it's half of the whole bar upstairs. This girl showed up. This is her first wait staff job. She's trying to do a good job. And this is why they quit because management doesn't know what the hell they're doing. They don't know how to train and they don't know how to hire the right people to do the right job. And you know what really makes customers mad is when you're not getting service at your table and three people are standing behind the bar on their phones gaggling and talking and chatting and I, I don't even know where they came from it was three young men behind the bar they weren't bartenders because the bartender was working but these three guys are just out there just talking and they're on their phone and you're thinking why aren't you asking if we need a refill it doesn't take anything to put pop in a cup right so anyway, we turned that situation around, going to basically, you know, we need to contact the casino to let them know of the service. But this girl was in tears. She has been working her butt off. And I guarantee you she hadn't had a break since one o'clock and she needed to go to the bathroom. Employers, you need to do better. Managers, you need to get off your butt sometimes. If you're not a hand on, hands-on manager and you think that you're up there just pushing people around at a restaurant, you're wrong. You're wrong. It reflects on you. It's not reflecting on her. It's like the food reflects on the waitress, but the, the way that the restaurant runs reflects on the person that runs the restaurant. So both nights, I had a better time blind tiger. This was more stressful just for the fact I could feel the stress and I could just see her sadness. I could see the stress. And we talked to her and we were like, this is not your fault. This is management's fault. You are doing a good job. And sometimes we need to reinforce that with people. If you see somebody having a bad day, don't add to that bad day. Don't add to it. You're better than that. All right, so that was my day trip on taking things that could potentially be negative and trying to make them positive. Also, contacting who needs to be contacted and letting them know if there's the problem. Because me coming on this podcast isn't going to help the situation in the future, but me letting them know what happened or my friend Frankie telling them what happened, she has more power in the casino than I do, that is going to that is going to um, make a world of difference. All right, guys, keep taking all of your adventures, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye.